0: Greetings everyone, this is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every weekend, same time, same station, and we invite you to join us every weekend and tell your family and friends, relatives, whoever you might think may get something out of our program. There's a lot to digest. There's a lot of information, and it could do well for you. As I've always said, you and I are the only ones who are responsible for our health, good or bad. So if you have bad health, you are unhealthy, why? What have you been doing wrong? And maybe here, you'll learn some things to change your health. Health is a choice. Your health is optional. Most diseases are optional. Type 2 diabetes is optional. Many of these conditions, you should not have to contend with. They are brought on by our choices. As we choose how to live, and adopt the lifestyle choices that we have, those conditions cause our ill health and our so-called diseases, which I don't refer to them as diseases. They are metabolic disorders. Our metabolism has to be in balance. It's the chemistry of the body. But if we don't eat correctly, Then we're not going to be healthy. All the food that we consume should have a wide variety of nutrition, vitamins and minerals, and other accessory food factors that make us healthy. Or, if we're not eating the right food, unhealthy. So, those are our choices. And it's up to you and I to adopt a good, healthy diet as best we can and avoid those things that undermine our health and our immune system and every other function of our body. We bring on our diseases or so-called metabolic disorders. That's our choice. So, today, as always, we're going to share ideas with you, concepts, suggestions, recommendations, and a variety of topics that may improve the health of your body. Although you may not have known it before, you'll learn it here. I'm going to talk about a condition this morning that affects 70% of all women, 70% of all women have this condition, and many don't even know they have the condition, but they are trying to survive daily, but they have ill health based on this underactive condition. We'll also talk about polycystic polycystic ovarian syndrome, POS. And will you live to be 100? And there are three reasons why you may have painful feet. And what about people that have blood clots and possibly strokes? We'll tell you more about that today, too. And the effects of coffee on age-related weight gain. Young women are getting more lung cancer than men. And it's not due to smoking. These are conditions that we should learn more about so that we can prevent which is the best cure of all, is to prevent the condition from occurring. And we have that power. And all these things that I mentioned to you, these topics, I don't make these up. I don't have an idea. They're all scientifically back and referenced as to these conditions and how they arrive in our ill health. So these are things we should be doing on a daily basis to make sure that we have good health. So how do we do that? How do we come up with these conditions? And how should we approach them? You know, this condition I talked about, that 70% of women have And don't know it. Many of them don't know it. And this condition is an underactive thyroid. 70% of women have an underactive thyroid. And when it is diagnosed, they are prescribed a synthetic hormone. That, in most cases, does not work. Now, you may want to look at yourself and judge these conditions as to whether or not your thyroid may need a boost of nutrition. And these are three signs, clear three signs. Skin problems. The thyroid gland helps control fast ability for your skin health and how they shed. How fast your skin cells are shed is a major sign that your thyroid needs a boost of nutrition. In many cases of an underactive thyroid, commonly known as hypothyroidism, the skin is dry. Very dry, rough, thick, and coarse. Oh, I know a lot of women buy skin creams, body lotions, to try to overcome the dryness. It actually comes from an underactive thyroid, including hair loss, major hair loss, brittle nails, thinning of the outer third of the eyebrows, a major signal that you have an underactive thyroid. I've run into women, oh, I should say, I, I've met women who have no eyebrows, no eyelashes, and their hair is falling out. Very common signals common signs that your thyroid needs nutritional support. Also, if you're tired and chilled when everyone else is sitting in the room quite comfortable, but you might need a sweater or sweatshirt to try to stay warm. When you think about it, our metabolism can be Fast or slow. When you step on the gas, you're going to go fast. And if you put a, put your foot on the brake, you're going to slow down or stop. Well, the thyroid gland is like the gas pedal. It speeds up the metabolism. And when it isn't working, you might feel cold, tired, muscle cramping, and sluggish. Also, your digestive system doesn't work right. Low thyroid function leads to an underactive digestive process, slowed motility, constipation, weight gain because your metabolism is very slow, you don't burn up the calories, bloating of the intestinal tract, reduce acid production. Now, that is a sign that your thyroid is not functioning correctly. It's underactive. I'm not talking about acid reflux. Our stomach requires an acidic condition. We need acid in our stomach to digest our food like protein, and minerals, and iron. Now, there are other signs, too, of course, of an underactive thyroid. Depression is one. Painful joints. Puffy face. Puffy eyelids. And puffy ankles and calves when you wake up in the morning. Slow metabolism causes a slow heart rate. It isn't good to have a slowed heart rate. It's got to be balanced. Symptoms of low thyroid function may come on slowly over the course of the years so you don't even know you have a problem. You just think you're getting older. You might not even notice or think about it. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, I'm 40. So everything gets old fast. So you think you're slowing down for a reason. You should be enjoying a fast, I wouldn't say fast, but a good rate of metabolism. And you should feel vibrant and healthy and not feeling fatigued or exhausted. Your thyroid sets your entire metabolism. It creates how fast your car runs and how fast you brake. Your thyroid is the pedal that pushes down the gas and speeds up your metabolism so you feel better. Now, you don't want an overactive thyroid, but so many women and men, more women, experience a underactive thyroid very very common now you should feed your thyroid what is the mineral that your thyroid requires to be healthy iodine the rda which which stands for the required Daily allowance for iodine is 150 micrograms daily. Now, this is an amount, just enough to prevent goiter, but not sufficient enough to improve the metabolism and dig you out of the hypothyroidism. A goiter is a mass mass in the area of the neck. It could be a size of a golf golf ball to a size of a grapefruit. When it's internal and you can't see it, it might even be pushing on your windpipe, on your voice box, and it may cause you to cough or clear your throat. But many experts, after decades of research, Now, recommend 6.25 to 12.5 milligrams of iodine daily for most people. And the dosage can range from 3 milligrams to 25 milligrams or even 50 milligrams daily. Your body needs iodine, and generally, like in the American diet, there really is no food source. For iodine. So for thyroid conditions. Take 15 to 30 milligrams of iodine. And there are two other nutrients. That make iodine much, much more effective. And that is like 200 to 400 milligrams of l tyrosine L-tyrosine is an amino acid. comes from protein. But you need at least 200 to 400 milligrams and 150 milligrams to 300 micrograms, excuse me, 150 micrograms to 300 micrograms of selenium. Selenium is a factor that makes iodine much, much more effective. Now, if you're looking for the, the best iodine, Iodine comes in many forms, and you really should look for a formula containing three of the most effective forms of iodine, such as potassium iodide, sodium iodide, and molecular iodine. And the reason for these three different sources of iodine, because breast tissue, because breast cancer and other issues of the breast are caused by a lack of iodine. So breast tissue prefers molecular iodine. And thyroid the thyroid itself, the gland, prefers potassium iodide. And sodium iodide enhances the absorption of all forms of iodine. So this is very critical that you get a combination of these three forms of iodide with L-tyrosine and with selenium. This is affecting 70% of women who are given a prescription, one of the most prescribed medications in the country. And it doesn't work. Because it's only the, the... Prescription drug only contains T4 of the thyroid, but it has been felt by experts that the T4 will convert to the three T3 rather, the active form, but not necessarily true. There are very many people that cannot convert the inactive form of T4 to T three. So it's very difficult. Like it would be like putting Kerosene or some other type of fuel, hoping that it converts in your gas tank to gas so your car can use it. We are very poor converters of certain nutrients that require a standard concentration. So make sure you look for the right three forms of iodine and L-tyrosine, and selenium. When doctors prescribe Synthroid, the inactive form, the synthetic form, I have met many women who have told me that, oh, I've taken Synthroid for 20 years, and I don't feel any better today than I did before I took Synthroid. It just doesn't work. It's a bad choice but it, it is the number one drug prescribed in America because so many people have issues with the thyroid. So do some homework. Look for this formulation that would suit you best for an active thyroid, for a better functioning metabolism. You'll feel so much better. Now we're going to talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome and the key diet, and the keto diet. Big impact. The keto diet, and by that I mean the ketogenic diet, a diet that is very low in carbohydrates and preferably no sugar. Carbohydrates will convert to sugar. So that's why you want to lower your carbohydrates to prevent the production of more sugar from the carbohydrates, like grains, bread, pasta. Those are major sources of sugar. Well, I don't have sugar in my pasta. No. The pasta is a carbohydrate that in your body converts to sugar. And carbohydrates should be kept low for all good health conditions. POS, PCOS rather, PCOS. Polycystic ovarian syndrome affects women and is associated with symptoms of excess testosterone irregular menstrual cycle, and infertility, as well as metabolic problems like obesity, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes. Researchers analyzed the findings of seven published studies using the keto diet to prevent PCOS. 170 women were participants in a combination of studies, seven different studies. Most of the studies followed diets restricting carbohydrates down to 30 grams a day or less. Now that's low, but you want to get it as low as possible. You don't need carbohydrates to be healthy. We definitely need Proteins and fat, there are essential fatty acids, there are essential amino acids, all from protein, and we don't need the carbohydrates. So 30 grams or less, I have been functioning on somewhere between 20 and 50 grams of carbohydrates per day for years. It's not going to hurt you. You'll feel fantastic. You'll get back your energy level. You'll have more vitality. You'll feel better all over. Now, the results of this very low restricted carbohydrate intake caused the keto diet was associated with a significant reduction in free testosterone. All of the studies reported significant weight loss as well. For many of the subjects, the menstrual cycle became more regular and fertility increased substantially. Oh, boy. Will you live to be 100? Do you want to live to be 100? Is that possible? Well, yes, it's possible. Many people do. And when they do live to be a hundred, they have made some very, very excellent choices. Who will make it to 100? Well, researchers collected health data from over 44,000 adults between the ages of 64 and 99 and followed them For over 30 years, now 2.7% of the subjects in this study lived to be at least 100 years old. 85% of the people who celebrated a 100th birthday were women. 85% of people who celebrated their birthday at 100 years of age were women. Men don't live as long. So what did the 100-year-old people have in common versus people who didn't live as long? Now, you're going to be surprised by some of these values that they either assumed by knowledge or did because it just made them feel better. Now, 100-year-old people had some very common habits. Learned from the parents, adopted it from some knowledge. But anyway, versus people who didn't live as long, they did not live longer than 60s. But those that lived really long, they had much, much, listen to this, much, much higher levels of cholesterol. Cholesterol is our friend. It's our nutrient. It's so important to our body's health that the creator made the body produce cholesterol every day. Now, if it was bad for us, I don't think the creator would, made, would make a system, an enzyme system, that would produce cholesterol on a daily basis. It's a fuel. We need it. We can't live without it. And when you're taking a statin drug, you're setting yourself up for all kinds of diseases because we need cholesterol. The higher the better. I feel I feel terrible for those that have been coerced, badgered, nagged, and misled to think that cholesterol is bad and we need to lower it. No, we need to make it higher. We need more cholesterol on a daily basis. And the other nutrient is iron. We need iron as one of the most main nutrients, and now we have been scared about iron. High cholesterol, high iron levels. But we need low levels. Well, I'm going to stop right here. What do we need as a low level of nutrients or or food? Well, I've got to take a break. I'm I'm approaching the bottom of the hour. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want you to go anywhere unless you have to. If you're going to run errands or do something, uh, have a happy, happy day. But I'm not going anywhere. I've got a lot more to share with you. And we'll come back right here on Terry Talks. Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Back right after these messages. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here with Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a physician, but I do a lot of research. I take it all from the science websites, it's all documented. I have a couple of people that work with me that do also research. And it's all referenced by science. What I'm telling you now is not my opinion. It's not my idea. But I'm sharing with you published data. Health data. That can make you healthier and happier. Now when we went into the break, I was talking about how to live longer. And some of these Proven facts, scientific proven facts, blow your mind. We need higher levels of cholesterol. High levels. Not less. Even the CDC, well, I don't know if I can believe them all the time anyway, but they believe that we should have at least 240 cholesterol. Doctors want it below 200. 200. It used to be at 240, but then the drug companies petitioned for it to be down to 200. You wonder why? Well, if you're administering drugs to a population that has cholesterol at 240, if you bring it down to 200, now you've just increased the mass of population that requires the drug than before. If you want to sell more drugs, if you want to sell more of your ingredient that you're selling, you just create a bigger population. We need high levels of cholesterol. You need low levels of triglycerides. Don't ever lower your cholesterol. It will never damage your heart. It is good for your heart. Does not clog? Doesn't clog your arteries. That's one area where um, calcium should never be. Direct your calcium to your bones, and not to your arteries. That's how it makes a plaque. But keep your cholesterol high. Most of the heart attacks that are caused in people today because of low, low cholesterol, not high. Over 50% of those that have heart attacks have low cholesterol. And those who are tired don't have a sex drive. All of our hormones, testosterone, estrogen, are all made from cholesterol. It's a master hormone. Of all of our hormones. You lower your cholesterol, you screw up all of your hormones. But we do need something lower, not higher. And that is low blood sugar, low levels of glucose. Uric acid is a marker of inflammation. So we need to lower inflammation. And A high diet, or a diet in high levels of sugar, is a pro-inflammatory diet. It means it makes inflammation in your body. You want to lower inflammation? Stop sugar. Lower your carbohydrates down to 30 to 50 grams daily. Do not eat any vegetable oil. And try to lower your stress level. And lower your liver enzyme markers. There are very good products on the market that contain a variety of herbal medicines that lower liver enzymes. My most famous one for that, and one that works really very effectively, is endographus. Endographus an herb from India that lowers all the enzymes that are overproduced in liver disease or fatty liver disease. Now, a previously published study found that people who get over 20% of their daily caloric intake from added sugars are twice as likely to die prematurely from heart disease versus people who keep their intake of added sugars extremely low want to live long want to live better quality of life want to live longer to enjoy life your grandkids your kids and this study demonstrates a link between metabolic health nutrition and lifespan Lower your carbohydrates. Increase your cholesterol. Just don't bother where it is. Don't worry about where it is. Now, you can't eat enough food containing cholesterol to affect your cholesterol numbers. That's been proven over and over and over again. They tell you not to eat cholesterol. Baloney. There are days when I ate 8 to 10 eggs and a ribeye and olive oil, and butter, and cream. But no pasta, no bread, no desserts, no cookies, no candy. I also include a little bit of fruit and vegetables that are very low in carbohydrates. To get healthier, it comes from the way you eat. And the length of time you live comes from the way you eat. So this is a way to really make a difference as to how long you will live. I know some people say, oh, I don't want to live that long. The way I feel, I don't care if I live or not. Yeah, that's because it's all wrong. Everything you're doing is wrong. But if you change it and didn't worry about your cholesterol, let 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 it be where it is. It doesn't hurt you. It isn't a cause of anything. But when you don't have enough cholesterol, you have all kinds of unhealthy conditions. You'll live better, you'll have a better quality of life, get rid of the sugar, get rid of the carbohydrates, don't worry about your cholesterol. You think those people that lived to be 100 thought, oh, I better lower my cholesterol? Absolutely not. Most of these people live in areas where they don't even take drugs. Now, let's talk a little bit about painful feet. Do you have painful feet? Listen up. Three reasons why you may have painful feet. There is a problem of painful feet with many people today. The average person will walk 150,000 miles in their lifetime. That's equivalent to six times around the world. Isn't that amazing? How good we can be if you do all the right things. 150,000 miles? In a survey of American adults, eight out of 10 said they had experienced problems with their feet. 50% of them saying that this had impacted their health all of their life and the quality of their life. People with regular foot pain are also more likely to have problems with weight, overweight, back and knee pain, and generally overall arthritis. Now, I'm going to give you three reasons why you have foot pain and how you can eliminate the foot pain without drugs. Now, number one, for foot pain can be caused by gout, which is the form of arthritis. When you have gout, you feel warmth, primarily in your big toe, but it can be throughout your foot. You have pain, swelling, extreme tenderness in a joint, usually the big toe, caused by deposits of uric acid crystals in the joint. Too acidic, too acid, Now, it's not the hydrochloric acid that your stomach needs to digest your food, but it's the acids from your diet. Diet is key to long-term treatment success of gout. Studies have shown that both calorie restriction, eat less, and reducing carbohydrates, folks, you can't get get away from it. We're eating way, way, way too many carbohydrates. Everybody is stuck on sugar and carbohydrates. Everything's sweet. Grains, flour, bread, pasta, cookies, cakes, all the junk. And then you're fighting a weight gain. If you go on the ketogenic diet, you'll lose weight in proportion to your, your body type. By reducing carbohydrates, you also stop gout. Animals on keto diet had a 10% reduction in joint swelling and significantly reduced levels of inflammatory compounds versus animals with gout who ate a standard diet. You know, whatever you eat is filled with either good Natural chemicals are bad, even though they're so natural, even bad chemicals. And they are delivering a message to all the cells in your body and your joints. And your body and your joints respond to the variety of chemicals that are delivered to those areas of the body. Cherries for gout, a 2012 study of 633 people with gout found that eating cherries or increasing your cherry intake reduced gout attacks by 35%. In a survey of gout patients, the use of cherry juice or cherry extract was associated with a 20% reduction in gout flare-ups. The best way to eliminate gout, because I don't like cherry juice just for the fact that you're adding more sugar. All juice is almost nothing but but sugar. In fact, it'd be better to eat your fruit and not juice the fruit, or buy fruit juice, or drink fruit juice. One glass of orange juice is about 14 teaspoons of sugar, and cherry is even higher. So it's better to take a tart, tart, T-A-R-T, tart cherry extract, 1,500 milligrams daily, And in fact, you can double that dosage in flare-ups. But by taking tart cherry extract once or twice daily, you'll reduce the flare-ups of gout. Also for rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. The body's attacking itself the body's immune system misfires and attacks the lining of the joints, causing swelling, heat, inflammation, pain, and eventually cartilage breakdown. Over 90% of people with rheumatoid arthritis experience foot pain. For some people, This is the first sign they have the condition known as arthritis. Now the solution for rheumatoid arthritis, you can't beat it. A combination of curcumin and Boswellia. Curcumin inhibits the COX-2 pathway or the COX-2 enzyme. Boswellia, inhibits the 5-LUX pathway, and there is no drug yet available today that has an effect on the 5-LUX pathway. Boswellia, a natural resin from a tree, is the most effective to inhibit the overexpression of the 5-LUX pathway. Now, curcumin in a clinical trial not my idea, but a really scientific clinical trial, curcumin with turmeric essential oils. And the reason that the turmeric essential oils are added to curcumin is to increase the absorption of curcumin. Curcumin is a very powerful spice. And as you swallow it, it has a very difficult time time to transfer from the intestinal tract through the lining of the intestinal tract into the bloodstream to be delivered to all the cells and to the joints and to the muscles. So they know it works, but they have to get more into the body. How do you do that? Well, there is a form of curcumin, not turmeric. Turmeric doesn't work. There's only a handful of studies on turmeric. There's 28,000 studies on curcumin. It's one of the most studied natural substance in the world. The only other one would be melatonin. So when you combine the turmeric essential oils to curcumin, the absorption rate is 700% better. 700%, and it reduces pain from rheumatoid arthritis more effectively than drugs. This is a study more effectively than a commonly prescribed NSAID drug called diclofenac. There was a study where half the group of patients got curcumin, The other half of the patients got diclofenac. And at the end of the study, curcumin was exactly as effective as diclofenac. But there were no side effects in the curcumin group. group. There were side effects in the drug group. And after being off the medication, those that had been taking curcumin did not have a relapse for a much longer period of time than the drug group. The drug group immediately needed more drugs. It was several months after the study was done, then the patients were still feeling well, even though they were no longer taking curcumin, but it had a longer effect on the body. And what you need to take, or we should, or I would suggest to take, 750 milligrams of curcumin Combined with, with turmeric essential oil. So you are really getting 500 milligrams of the curcuminoids at least twice a day. Now, there are no known side effects. Except maybe occasional diarrhea if you take too much. But that's a very high dose. So you can even double the dose for a week or two when you have a flare-up. And you can regulate it as you, however you want to get the best results. Now, another major cause of foot pain, commonly called peripheral neuropathy, associated with diabetes. Weakness, numbness, tingling, and pain, often described as burning feet, are signs of nerve damage called peripheral neuropathy, often linked to diabetes. 60 to 70% of people with diabetes have some sort of nerve damage, all based on the sugar. Sugar is so damaging to the body and we have increased our sugar consumption drastically. We were consuming on a national average about four to six pounds of sugar per individual per year in the early 1900s. Today, the consumption of sugar is close to 200 to 250 pounds of sugar on a national average. I know many of you listening don't eat sugar. I don't eat sugar. So those people that are consuming sugar are consuming our intake of sugar based on a national average causes all kinds of nerve damage, heart damage, cardiovascular damage, artery damage. There is no room for sugar in our diet if you want to be healthy. Bottom line, if you want to be healthy, there's no room for sugar in the diet. Eat the ketogenic diet and it'll change your life in three months. If you need to lose weight, the ketogenic diet, you don't, you don't have to pay for any pills. You don't have to pay for any drugs. You'll lose weight the way you should lose weight by changing what you're eating that has already caused the damage. Now you're changing your diet. You can't just lower the food and eat less of the same damaging food. It might lower the damage, but you're not going to get rid of it. Now, how do we promote nerve repair and get pain relief? Well, there's a combination of nutrients of the bioactive vitamin B complexes like vitamin B6, folate, vitamin B12, the minerals, the zinc and chromium and alpha lipoic acid. Alpha lipoic acid can eliminate most kinds of pain. And in Germany, alpha lipoic acid is prescribed for diabetics. Now, if you take this combination daily, it will absolutely, absolutely reduce nerve pain damage and inflammation. Lower blood sugar levels and promote nerve healing. What a great combination of nutrients. You can't say that about drugs. And drugs are so limited, they never have any repair processing, with any kind of health problem. They'll cover up the signals, they'll cover up the pathways, but you will have side effects. Why have side effects? When you can do it naturally and have no side effects and get the same kind of results. So what about the effects of coffee on age-related weight gain? Is there a combination? Is there something we should be aware of about drinking coffee? Well, the health benefits of a cup of coffee, oh yes, no sugar, no sugar. No sugar in that cup of coffee, remember? the average adult gains 1 to 2 pounds every year over decades this is added up to about well quite a quite a significant amount of weight could be as much as 20 pounds for each decade of life every 10 years your weight goes up 20 pounds researchers looked at the data from the nurses health study Of 230,000 subjects, participants, to see if lifestyle choices, 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 that's what it's all about, affected age related weight gain. They found that women who drank unsweetened coffee every day, no sugar, gained less weight than average women who drank coffee with sugar, just even one teaspoon of sugar in their coffee gained more weight than average. One teaspoon. And don't reach for the artificial sweeteners. They're even worse. Coffee is a natural stimulant which can temporarily reduce appetite and increase energy. Coffee drinking also reduces the risk of heart disease by 17% and the risk of a stroke by twenty-one percent, but no sugar. Coffee can be used to improve our health and also reduce liver disease. But when you drink it with sugar, and I've seen people three, four packets of sugar, they take three or four in their hands, they rip off the whole top, dump it all into the coffee. Even just one teaspoon caused them to gain more weight than average. So, my friends, I've got to run. I'm almost out of time. And I don't want to leave here without telling you to come back again every weekend, same time, same station. We're here for you. And we want to help you become healthier and well. So that, my friends, say a prayer for this crazy, crazy world. God bless you. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.